0: You are listening to The Refined Hippie Podcast, a podcast all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Hello there, my lovely friends. I'm your host, Rebecca Henson. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. This is episode number 55. But before we jump into that, I just have a few little announcements and reminders. If you have not already subscribed to the podcast, please be sure to do that on whatever app you are using, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, any of those. There is a little subscribe button at wherever it is on your app and just hit that subscribe. Uh, and also like and share. You can also comment and leave a rating. This also helps with SEO and for other people to discover the podcast and the information that we're chatting about. I also just want to send out a little reminder that if you or someone you know is in need of some guidance with holistic health. Maybe they have been having a health issue, or maybe they just want to have a healthier lifestyle, learn more about plant-based nutrition. I do one-on-one 12-week wellness programs. This includes an in-depth wellness analysis and review of your health. We go over systems that might be imbalanced, and come up with a recommendation plan that is tailored just for you and your concerns. I create weekly plant-based meal guides that are, again, tailored to you and what your body needs. We do weekly check-in phone appointments, email support, and I provide a supportive and nourishing environment for you to heal mind, body, spirit. That is the holistic approach. Holistic in general, the definition is characterized by the treatment of the whole person, taking into account mental, emotional, and physical health, which this is how we achieve true wellness is by looking at the body as a whole. If you're interested in learning more or a 30-minute complimentary phone consultation, which gives us a chance to get to know each other and learn your goals and concerns and what the program involves, and how I can help you. So shoot me an email, rebecca at com. And now we'll get into the episode. So today is with Jeff Chilton, who, like I said, was on the podcast earlier, episode 32, where we talked all about him and how he got interested in mushrooms. He is like the ultimate mushroom man and has been involved in... In mushrooms for 50 years, almost 50 years. That episode, we also talk about all types of different medicinal mushrooms. But today's episode, we were talking specifically about mushrooms and immune health. The reason why this episode came about was they created a new product. I got an email about it it's called vitamin D2Z. It is their new supplement that recently came out, which is vitamin D2 from their mushrooms, zinc, and beta-glucans. Once I got that email and then was able to try the product myself, I decided we obviously needed to talk about that. So We chat all about mushrooms and immune health. We get into beta-glucans, what the heck they are, how they strengthen our immunity and promote their production of immune cells. We get into mycelium, what the heck that is. We talk about the three parts of mushrooms, how fungi work in general, how they grow, where they grow. We discuss where they grow best, how you can grow mushrooms at home. And it's just an all around fascinating episode. So. Without further ado, here is my interview with the mushroom expert, Jeff Chilton. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Hi,
1: Rebecca, how are you doing? Nice to see you again.
0: I know, it's been a while. We were just chatting before I hit record and The last time we talked, it was uh, before the world went upside down. So, oh
1: my goodness, oh my goodness, it was it was just so wonderful, so to speak. Or on a lot of different, we can now appreciate how wonderful it
0: was. (laughs) Yeah, you were like down in Patagonia or something, right? Weren't you? I know. I just
1: checked back into that uh, before we came on here, and I went, oh my goodness. Yeah, I was down in uh, Argentina when I did that with you.
0: And now you've just been up in B.C. for how long?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I just got back. Oh, and, you did? Uh, uh, well, I just no, I just got back in uh, early March. I got okay, back. Okay. I flew back from Chile on March the 7th. Yeah. So uh, I actually just got out before everything got closed down. Oh, and wow. then I got back here and I was supposed to go to Australia on the 1st of, of uh, um, April. and he got locked down before that so i i you know that okay it's you know what can i do i'm kind of stuck here now the summer for the summer and the spring that was fine but then it's like okay now we're going into. Uh, I know. We're in fall, we're going into winter, and we're getting more rain, and it's getting colder. And I'm like, I'm oh, no. supposed to fly south with all the, <laughs> the birds that come through here I <laughs> because uh, I live right on a flyway. So I'm seeing all these birds come. You're through. like looking
0: up, and you're like, yeah, Take me with you.
1: <laughs> that's exactly right. Can I get a ride?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know how you feel. I mean, super restless for sure, but. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. We've just got to carry on. And, and it's like, yeah, it's, it, all it means is I just have to work more and play, <laughs> and, and play less.
0: I know. Yeah, that's not fun. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. Because, you know, I, I mean, the whole thing about being down in South America when the winter comes is it's summer down there. And yeah. that's the whole thing, uh, you know, the whole endless summer that I'm Loving chasing, I know. And chasing I know. exactly.
0: me too me too i just moved uh two and a half hours north of where i was uh previously i had lived in charleston south carolina and now i'm in Wilmington, North Carolina, and I say, Oh, what am I doing? I moved up North, you know, I mean, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, a few it, degrees of, difference, I, know, I
0: know I'm like, I'm like, does it get a lot colder here? But it doesn't, I mean, it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you know, one of the interesting things about, uh, COVID-19 is that our, uh, business has gone crazy. Yeah. and and, you know it's one thing in the last four years mushrooms have kind of come to the public consciousness in a much greater way every Mm -hmm. time you turn around there's a new mushroom article that's been written and and everybody's sort of getting on board with mushrooms as a great food and supplement and all of that well when this hit back in march uh you know we have a retail line some of the products in the retail line sold out within a week whoa just amazing and That's the awesome. demand not just on the retail side but you know the other side of our business is is just raw materials the ingredients we sell to other companies it has just been the business has literally blown up with wow the demand we 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 have been out of uh, certain products uh, um, for a month or so and then we get them in but they're sold before they even come in it's just been absolutely crazy that's great you know everybody wants something that can help with their immunity and of course mushrooms are one of those sort of key foods and supplements and so really yeah. I-, I mean you know, it's been, it's been great for business, but not for my personal life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but that's awesome. I mean, uh, I was thinking about it, you know, earlier before we talked that, you know, it's almost a little bit taboo, sadly, to even talk about the immune system because on mainstream media, you know, they might do like a tiny little snippet on immune health, but they're not doing much, you know? So most people who have, who are concerned about the immune system just naturally know they learned about it in school. They understand, you know, their body and how powerful it is. Um, but the immune system and mushrooms is pretty fascinating, uh, obviously. Um, so tell us about y'all have a new product that is specifically for immune health. And this is why I, I was like, oh my gosh, she should come on and chat about this. So, um, But I guess before we get into that, we could just talk about, let's just like go over kind of like the general, um, the general idea of like mushrooms and immune health, I guess.
1: Sure, sure. Well, what's really interesting about mushrooms is in their cell wall, they Mm -hmm. have compounds called beta-glucans. And there has been a ton of research on beta-glucans in the last uh, 40, 50 years. And it's all been about how these fungal beta glucans can actually strengthen our immunity and and they can um, promote the um, production of immune cells hmm. so whether when we eat mushrooms, these beta glucans uh, they're they're part of the fiber they're part of the cell on them they're part of the fiber, hmm. so we don't digest them in our stomach really they they get digested down in our alimentary canal down in the intestines and what happens is we've got a receptor there for the beta glucan and it's an interesting receptor it's kind of a receptor for um fungal uh organisms wow so, so some people speculate that okay it's there because sometimes there's a fungal pathogen that might get through uh. and they have to they get triggered because there's this pathogen there Hmm. Uh, So that's one of the the thoughts that scientists Mm -hmm. have, but nobody knows exactly why we have this receptor, but these uh, beta-glucans come down, so they hit that receptor, and then that will trigger the production of macrophages, helper T cells, NK cells, these Mm -hmm. different immune cells that, that, you know, when we have some kind of, um, let's just say, threat, Uh, somehow uh, then these immune cells will will gather and they will go out in our bloodstream and and meet this challenge and take care of those, those threats. And, you know, I I look at health in a little bit different way than other people do in the sense that, you know, how so often health and and other things, it's like the, the metaphors are war. Mm. It's like, I don't look at it as, as war mm. at all. I, I look at it as more of a, for example, health to me is all about balance.
0: Mm.
1: And, and it's about uh, whatever it is, something takes us out of balance. And now, now we have to find our way to get back into balance. And to me, I look at that as a challenge. Totally. You know, and I'd rather view it as a challenge than, than it's like we're being attacked.
0: Yeah, And we've no, gotta, I think so, we gotta we yeah. gotta fight this thing,
1: <laughs> and it's like yeah, I know. I just that just doesn't resonate with yeah. me. I just I just feel like it's yeah. the wrong way to approach it. Yeah, because because you know what, I look out at at nature and the world. And and I don't look at it as, as sort of a, a a battle to see who's going to get the most yeah. sun or anything like that. No, I look at it as a community. We're all working together on this planet. I mean, think about it for a minute everything out there is eating everything else (laughs) it's It's like it's like the uh, the plants the trees or everything they're consuming consuming something yeah yeah
0: yeah right so
1: and and animals are consuming other animals or plants or whatever it is everybody is consuming something else (laughs) so we're all living together in this on this planet in this world and and i just look at it as okay we're, we're cooperating in a way to create this wonderful world that we live mm-hmm. in. And sometimes that cooperation can be a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. there might be something that wants to eat us, and we have yeah. to defend ourselves in some way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, to me, that, that's kind of what's going on here with these uh, eating mushrooms or mushroom supplementing and having them strengthen uh, our immunity. And so that that's, in a way, the baseline or the foundation of what mushrooms do for us. And and mm. that's whether we put them into our diet or supplement with them.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. And the, going back to kind of your um, uh, discussion on, I guess, everything on the planet, eating other things, um, it's kind of like the view of, you know, eco versus ego, you know, so like the yeah. ego, the eco kind of, you know, uh, view of, of the world is that, that we're all kind of working together and here, you know,
1: uh, well, 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 yeah, you know, one of the, one of the things about that, Rebecca too, is, you know, what's, what's kind of cool about fungi mm-hmm. is that one of their parts is this mycelium. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, just to refresh people's mind, um, this organism we call a mushroom has what I call three plant parts, just like any herb. If we're going to consume an herb, it's like, okay, are we are we going to consume the root or the flower or the fruit or the mm-hmm. leaf? Which part of it has the compounds that we're looking for that are beneficial? Well, so the mushroom has a spore. Uh, which germinates and comes together into a network which is called mycelium which is the actual body of this organism and then that body produces this mushroom and then the mushroom uh, will mature uh, gills underneath produce spores and then we've completed this life cycle so spore Mm. mycelium mushroom the mycelium what it's doing out there it, it is consuming all of this organic matter and Mm -hmm. breaking it down so in a sense you know think about it as as a ongoing process of decomposition that's going and it's not just the the fungal mycelium that's doing that it is bacteria uh i mean it is uh, yeast it is bugs (laughs) bugs
0: <laughs>
1: you know it's yeah. like even that even that mushroom itself is being consumed by bugs right true you're, yeah. you're landing on it and they they will lay their eggs and then the larva you, you you go out for a wild mushroom sometime you go oh this is great and then later on you open it up and I'm like oh my god
0: oh, no. it's
1: full of little tiny worms Ew.
0: yeah so, so you know
1: it's like yeah all of those things are consuming everything yeah and ultimately what's happening is is all that are Organic matter that is building up throughout the year, whether it be the leaves coming off of trees or the branches wow. or, or even uh, annual plants. They're all out there, dead organic matter. The fungi come in and they consume that, essentially recycling or repurposing that ultimately into humus that feeds the plants and the trees and so it's just everybody in a sense is working together in this wonderful mm. kind of mix of all of these different organisms
0: mm-hmm. i mean mushrooms are so fascinating i mean who would ever have thought i would be talking about mushrooms like this <laughs> <laughs> i'm growing some mushrooms now i don't know if you know well i so i got one of those little kits from like a local farmer's market yeah, yeah. and it's uh pink oyster mushrooms
1: oh how cool
0: they're really i was like i didn't even know that that existed first of all like pink ones
1: what yeah Um, yeah
0: yeah and it's i kind of messed it up i think um so i had i emailed. i should have emailed you actually i emailed the girl who did the kit who uh, sold me the kit and apparently um mine had gotten kind of leggy Um, and I don't think there was enough air circulation is what she said. So, yeah,
1: yeah, you know, that's the interesting thing about, (coughs) about mushrooms, uh, for one, and a lot of people are, aren't aware of this. They need light Mm -hmm. to grow properly. And also they're actually, um, consuming oxygen and giving off carbon dioxide. So if they're growing Mm -hmm. in a, in a chamber that does not have enough airflow, what happens, and this is the same if they don't have enough light, they get a long stem and a small little cap.
0: mm mm-hmm, That's what I mean. And
1: you know, it, it's still okay. Uh, yeah. It's still okay. I mean, I can still it's eat still, it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, okay. still, it's still edible. Everything's fine. It's just like you didn't you didn't get the proper <laughs> growth from it. Um and, and that's funny too, because sometimes in the wild, what happens is if a mushroom uh, starts to form in kind of a dark area and it and not a lot of light that stem will slowly start to grow out there and it will to grow find it. towards the yeah. light. Right,
0: right. Yeah, right. yeah.
1: The other thing about growing a, a mushroom in a kid at home, one of the things you really have to watch out for is drying out. And that's probably, yeah. you know, you had a close off so the humidity was high enough. Yeah. But not enough right airflow. Yeah. But sometimes what people is they do the opposite. They they take it out of whatever chamber it's in and they stick it out and they and the sun comes in and then the sun's on. And the next thing you know, they're looking at it, and it's like, oh my God, is it's dry. That little <laughs> mushroom that was coming up just stopped and now it's dried out. Oh my place. gosh. yeah That's the other thing that that with a home kit that you have to be aware Uh
0: of. I know. I'm like, do I have it in the right place? So I don't have it. It's not near a window or anything, because you don't want it. It's not supposed to be in the dark, right? But it's not supposed to be directly in light either. No,
1: it does not have to be in direct sunlight or anything like that. No, in fact, it's better off if it's. That's what I'm
0: saying. Yeah, but like, but you don't want it completely in like a. No, you don't want it in the the closet. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no. Yeah. So I had this little humidity tent over it and yeah. then you were supposed to cut holes in it. So I cut some more holes because apparently I guess I didn't have enough. And yeah, and then she yeah. said to every time I spray the humidity tent to maybe like give it a little fan, you know, to get some yeah, yeah, air circulation. Sure.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, spraying the inside of it, the walls and stuff like that will keep the humidity up because that's, that's really the key. I, I mean, that's why... The mushroom season is in the fall up mm, here because
0: mm. the
1: rains come, you know, the yeah. summer's dry. It's interesting because during the summer, what happens is that mycelium that is mostly underground or in a piece of wood, it is growing out and it, it is growing out. It is breaking down all that organic matter, building up stores of energy. And then when the temperature drops mm-hmm. and the humidity goes up because it's starting to rain now, that's when this mushroom can come up and go oh this is fantastic <laughs> you know because when the temperature goes down the relative humidity goes up and then yeah. of course when you've got wet ground and it's raining uh then you'll have a general high humidity that that's why up here in the pacific northwest it's the ideal oh, climate perfect for yeah for mushrooms yeah. so our wild mushrooms up here i mean it's as good as anywhere in the world
0: Wow. Like you just go out in the woods and you can just find them everywhere, basically?
1: Hey, you know, it's really funny because uh, this year on my property here, which is a forest, right uh, 30 feet away from where I'm sitting right now, right along my driveway under one of the trees there, up came a crop of what are called pine mushrooms this year. Mm -hmm. And the pine mushroom is one of the most desirable edible mushrooms are and, and literally in japan the pine mushroom is sold for anywhere from a 100 to 500 dollars a pound
0: what yeah, i was gonna say yeah. why are you not growing pine mushroom but i i guess <laughs> there's not
1: a big market for it well there is a huge market i mean well them.
0: but not like for mainstream you know right no well I you mean- know
1: what it, what it is is the pine mushroom needs the tree because it has this relationship with tree roots mm. so that's called a mycorrhizal relationship without the tree you can't grow this mm. and most mushrooms that we can cultivate right. grow on something we can go oh oh you like a uh, straw well guess what we're going to like <laughs> your you oyster mushroom. Straw?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah yeah see i mean so those are the mushrooms we can readily grow and a lot of those mushrooms which is interesting a lot of the medicinal mushrooms grow on wood
0: Mm. so Mm -hmm. so
1: we can either cut wood logs like like in japan the way they grow shiitake traditionally is with a oak log that's about Mm. three feet long uh, four to six inches in diameter they will drill holes in this log they will put the spawn in and Mm. to grow mushrooms mushrooms don't have seeds you know it's like how do we grow a mushroom? I know, seed, that's what right?
0: I, am. it's well, really confusing.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you grow, You actually the seed for a mushroom is live mycelium,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which we grow in a lab and we grow it on different things. So you can grow that live mycelium on sawdust. And then when you drill those holes in that log, you push some of this sawdust covered Uh, with mycelium into those holes you seal them off and then that mycelium just starts to grow into that log and then in about 18 months later you give that log a nice soaking uh, if the temperature is good like fall or early spring and the mushrooms start to come out of that log
0: wow but so mycelium is really like can you see mycelium or is it super tiny
1: you can actually see mycelium. Okay. So if you ever if you ever uh pick a, a wild mushroom, uh, just uh pull it out of the ground completely, look where it is coming from and and put the dirt or whatever back a little bit. You can see it. It looks like white, fuzzy, mold, uh, uh, can be stringy at time. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, mycelium. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> well, I, know.
1: I mean, your oyster mushroom kit probably was just all mycelium yeah right
0: well and that's the thing that i'm curious about so she said that you could that i can get like maybe two flushes out of that kit is what she called it um but like if i'm looking at the kit it's like a block you know it's like this big and it's a block in plastic and there was uh, I was, there was like an X on one side and I cut the X and that's where the oyster mushrooms are growing out of. But if you look around the kit, there's other, it looks like that there, that it could grow from other areas cause there's little like.
1: It Oh, it, it absolutely it, can. And, and, and if it starts to grow from those areas, you can actually just open up the bag at that. No,
0: I was thinking that maybe I should cut some other areas and just you, like. You
1: can. And the other thing you can do too, is you can, you can soak that. Yeah. for a couple of hours because what it is is that's probably growing on straw or sawdust inside mm-hmm. that uh, that bag that it's in and then then that mycelium which needs conditions that won't dry it out so it's mm. inside that bag so it's, a, it's all good it's growing yeah. out and the mycelium doesn't really need air it grows in high co2 environment Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why you're cutting those holes and getting it started is to give it a little bit of oxygen right. and also also allow it to escape that bag right right so so the key thing there is if you soak it for one, you will rehydrate if there's any sort of drying out that's happened mm-hmm. You'll rehydrate it and then get it back into that tent, give it enough airflow and you will get, more mushrooms coming off of it.
0: Mm, Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try that. What (laughs) is in, in the, in behind you to the right? Is that like a mushroom thing or what is that?
1: That's actually what's called a laminar flow hood. And what that is, is it's a, a place where there is a high efficiency HEPA filter Uh sits up on top of it. And then there's a fan and the fan blows sterile air down into that chamber And I can sit there in front of it and, and, um, I can do, um, sterile culture work.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
1: And and you know what? That's just for my little fun projects. Yeah. My my office has a lab. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. More, but that, that's just a a fun thing that I had occasionally grow little, little crops of mushrooms and things like that. (laughs) Or, you know, the other thing you can do with mushrooms, which is really cool is, is, um, you know, I said that, that they kind of start with spores, and, and but that's not how you actually make, um, you, don't, you don't plant the spores. Or, you know, we plant the mycelium. Um, right. But you can take a mushroom and you can open it up in my little chamber there. Mm-hmm. You can take a piece out of there that hasn't been exposed to the air or anything. So you take a little piece of the tissue, put it into a Petri plate, which is what we use to grow out The mycelium, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: that piece of tissue will grow mycelium. Wow. And then and then once I've got that, it's what we would call a culture of that particular mushroom. And now what I've got is a clone of that mushroom. Oh. So I can actually clone it, and now I can take that mycelium that grows out and I can create either that sawdust spawn. Mm -hmm. Or my CDM grown on grain, which is called grain spawn, which then Mm. I can plant in, you know, more sawdust or whatever I choose to grow my mushroom in, which we call a substrate. Right. So, so wow. that's what that's used for. That, that allows Yeah, I was just,
0: to- I was looking at it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sure that that's something for mushrooms. I mean, for fun, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it is, yeah. yeah.
1: And, and yeah. it is, it is fun. I do enjoy occasionally doing a little sterile culture work and. and yeah. <laughs> growing a few, you know, a few little experiments and things like that. I love it.
0: I love yeah. it. Okay. So, uh, back to the immune system or immune health. Um, so y'all, the product that y'all came out with is uh, D to Z, which has D two beta glucan and zinc. Um, so I want to talk about vitamin D two in mushrooms. So explain to us mushrooms and vitamin D.
1: Sure. Well, God, isn't it interesting that we've been hearing so much about vitamin D these Thank days. Gosh, I know it is amazing. And uh, vitamin D is something that, that, I've been interested in, in a more serious way now for about four or five years. Um, mm. I've got a, a folder full of vitamin D information. And yeah. I don't know if you know the history of vitamin D, but let me just go into that a little Ooh, bit. I'd love it to. Is, it is fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Back in England in the 18th century, all of a sudden in the big cities, Children were getting rickets. rickets.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do know about that. Yeah.
1: Oh my goodness. Horrible. And and they're going. Well, because
0: they of- were all and they were all you know working in factories at that time, right? So they were. Well, and you see what's happening
1: that- too is this is a period when all of a sudden all these cities buildings are starting to go up that are taller. Yeah. And not only that, because of all the factories, the air is terribly polluted, and Ugh. the amount of sun that's coming in is not as much. And then, of course, you you're you're looking at the the winters in Britain, which yeah. are cloudy and Horrible. rainy. And, and the thing that they they <laughs> discovered was that this was only happening to the children in the cities, not to the children yeah. in the country. What right. is going on? They. F- Finally figured it out. Lack of vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, crazy! I mean, I mean, it's almost a story like like the whole thing of vitamin C and scurvy. Yeah, I know, you right? Know? <laughs> yeah. How they discover these yeah.
0: things. So, i mean so, so many people suffered sadly by something yeah yes and, mal- boy, totally yeah and
1: you can you imagine i mean these these poor kids growing up and and rickets oh my goodness
0: yeah horrible so painful
1: so yeah. so at any rate that that's kind of the history of and, and then they they went okay we need to uh, you know, the interesting part about it is like, they can't go, Oh, well, the pollution, we better stop. Yeah, no. no it's like, let's not polluting. fix the
0: environment. Let's no, just no. We'll fortify everything. Yes, you know? <laughs>
1: exactly. And so that's what they started doing. They started fortifying. Yeah. And what was interesting was that one of the ways they fortified was uh, from yeast, which is mm. also fungal. Mm. And, and so w- what is it about uh, uh, fungi and vitamin D? Well, Mushrooms and other fungi, even yeast, which is a fungus, they have a compound called, called ergosterol. Mm.
0: <laughs> I don't know how to spell that one. <laughs>
1: well, ergosterol is is similar to our cholesterol.
0: Ah. So ah. ergosterol.
1: Oh, wow, isn't that
0: fascinating?
1: Colosterol. So cholesterol. Yeah. yeah. Col- cholesterol gotcha. or ergosterol. Wow. So so and that's what's kind of cool. It's like, okay. Mushrooms have this sterile. It's the fungal sterile. We have this. They both serve the same functions, the same functions for the mushroom. Or, Uh of course, they're they're, uh, in between our cell walls and everything. They keep everything sort of lubricated and and pliable and things like that. So Mm -hmm. multiple functions. But, uh, um, well, in mushrooms, if you expose this ergosterol to UV light, it turns into vitamin D2. Wow. Now, now, not only that, humans, the way we produce vitamin D, because we produce vitamin D, is through our cholesterol and exposing our skin to UV. Yeah. Interesting, really interesting. Well, so what that means yeah. is people in, in uh, places on Earth where they don't get a lot of sunlight have lower levels of vitamin D and may be vitamin D deficient. And even during the summertime, which is really something I learned and I thought, wow, even during the summertime, the the actual angle of the sun is very important. And it's never really directly overhead, giving us that in the Northern hemisphere, giving us that kind of UV that would necessarily allow us to get as much vitamin D as we necessarily need. And not only that, Mm. let's face it, not everybody's out there exposing themselves or walking around in shorts and t-shirts and all the rest during the summertime. So a lot of people are vitamin D deficient.
0: Yeah. And And, well, and and we've also been told to fear the sun. So there's that, yeah.
1: I know. And and, you know, sunscreens block that UV, You know, and, okay, okay. Yes, exactly. We do have to be careful. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: um, and it's interesting because, you know, in, in Australia, what they found out is when they started coming in and telling everybody, be careful, cover up, uh, put on sunscreens, they found that, that the sunscreens initially, when they put them on, um, that blocked burning rays, but it didn't necessarily block all the rays that create cancer. So they're actually even with the sunscreens they found yeah. that the rate of cancers skin cancers was going up. Oh my gosh. Pretty pretty amazing, Oh eh? my
0: gosh. Yeah,
1: I know. That that's kind of how it works. We do something we think that is going to be good and we find and then out it ruins later something else. No. No. Mm-hmm. So so the the thing is, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, mushrooms they're they're high in vitamin D." Mushrooms are not high in vitamin D. No, they're not. They have to be exposed to sunlight. And that doesn't mean a mushroom growing out in the sun is high in vitamin Mm. D. Not at all. Because think of the surface area there. Very Mm. limited surface area on that mushroom to actually change that ergosterone to vitamin D. If if you actually had a, a fresh mushroom and you wanted to boost the vitamin D level, you could slice it so you're exposing more of the surface area of that particular mushroom, put it out in the sunlight, 30 minutes, you could be definitely boosting up the amount of uh, vitamin D2 in there. Could be as much as up to a hundred IUs or something like that. Mm -hmm. But again, it's all a matter of surface area. So Hmm. what we are doing is we're taking our mushroom powders which is a lot of surface area, Our extract pow- powders, exposing them to UV light and boosting up the amount of vitamin D2 in them. Wow. And, and, and so the, the, the interesting part about this is, look, uh, I mean, a lot of people who are vegan, um, who are, uh, don't wanna consume any animal products, right. Okay, well, vitamin D3, which is, which is mainly what's out there, comes from an animal source. Right. Now, okay, it's not the animal flesh or anything like right. that. It's, it's but, a bi- yeah, it's exactly. lanolin, yeah. it's, and they, they take it from the sheep's wool.
0: Right. But
1: man, Rebecca, if you look at the way that lanolin gets processed. Oh,
0: God, I know. The processing
1: the chemicals that they use and i didn't i didn't even know this until i i started looking into this because i was like okay we're going to be producing vitamin d2 Uh, let's just look at vitamin d yeah learn learn yeah yeah exactly learn Learn more about it because everybody's like taking vitamin d3 and thinking this is great
0: right
1: well and, and look it's better for people to get vitamin D than not. And it's it's, it's, uh, not a great way to process it, what they're doing out there with all these chemicals. Maybe they'll learn going forward and find a better way to process it. Oh, is it
0: just the refining? Like when they refine it, they're using, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It's the refining. How yeah. they have to extract it from yeah. the larger amount. They're using these chemicals, and they probably
0: at high heat and stuff like that, maybe or. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, push.
1: the process itself it is is not very friendly environmentally.
0: Yeah, I would think all. not. Yeah, right, right.
1: And and uh, so that that's something I learned,
0: uh, mm-hmm.
1: and and the, the beauty of this ergosterol and vitamin D2 is all you're doing is taking this mushroom extract powder, or if you just want straight mushroom powder, and you're just exposing it to UV light, period. Well, that's all you're doing. And that will raise, uh, will basically change this ergosterol into vitamin D2 which how much now, does
0: it how much does it raise it like it, it, like if you had to say a percentage like how much do you say
1: Well you know again it depends on how much of this UV light how strong it is and things right. like that but um we can raise it as high as get ready for this <laughs> we can raise it as high as 40,000 what I, I, I use per gram Forty thousand I use Oh
0: my gosh. I
1: mean I mean I was I was blown away by that. I was totally blown away. So So, how long
0: do you expose it? Is it like
1: well here's what's interesting is the process uses a very special type of lamp Mm -hmm. that will flash this powder as it's moving along a conveyor and it, it gets exposed for only I mean, maybe five seconds.
0: Whoa! Yeah. yeah. In my in my mind, I'm just like seeing it all, just like sitting under a lamp for like a few for days.
1: forever, <laughs> right? <laughs> Forty <laughs> for a few days. I, I don't use. know. Yeah. No, I know.
0: Wow, I know. that's incredible. So,
1: so it's really an interesting process. And look, uh, UV is. Uh, I mean, UV. L- waves we cannot get exposed to them ourselves in a in a when they're powerful they they are damaging you know right. they are definitely right. damaging so right. this is all done in a way that people who are working there are shielded it's done yeah. in sort of a a, a a chamber that is all uh, tightly protected, protected and, protected and yeah. everything like that but well, what that means and getting back to the the this uh, vitamin uh, or this uh, mushroom d2z product is all we have in that product is 25 milligrams of this mushroom powder Hmm. and that 25 milligrams gives us all is is like means that in every capsule we've got a thousand ius of vitamin D. So we, we basically are telling people to take two capsules so that they would be getting as a serving size, which is mm-hmm. how they kind of do it, two capsules and you're getting two thousand IUs of vitamin D per day. Wow. I mean I mean right just a small amount of this yeah. mushroom powder. It it is it's just amazing. And and you know part of the part of the reason I I, I uh, formulated this product was to um, I used to take vitamin D all the time because I, you know, I learned I years ago, like, oh, vitamin D, it's really important. And, yeah. and so I started taking vitamin D and I also was taking zinc as well because I was reading about zinc and it was like, you know, my, my health gurus, one of my health gurus is, um, Andrew Weil.
0: Yes, love him. And, and Andy
1: Weil has, you know, I, I love everything he does, and, and I know Andy. And, and oh, uh, so so zinc was one of the things he definitely recommended, and uh, he recommends a few things. And, and right. so I, and I thought, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, zinc, there's so many places where zinc is important. So I thought, yep. You know what? I stopped taking those supplements a few years ago. I, I don't take many supplements. I mean, I really don't. I yeah, take maybe the mushroom. Uh, one of our mushroom supplements. I take in my coffee. Ratio in my coffee in the morning. Mm, that's mm. that's pretty much it. But then with this whole COVID thing, yeah. I, I was looking at all this all this new information about vitamin D. And I'm like, yeah yeah, vitamin D. This is great. And it's like, okay, antiviral. Well, that's interesting. And then it's like zinc, antiviral. And I'm thinking. Wow, you know what? If I put out a mushroom product which had X amount of our mushroom extract, it had um, vitamin D from mushrooms
0: mm-hmm.
1: and zinc, I would now have a product for myself. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a product that I could take and be getting my vitamin D and zinc in one place. And I thought this is a perfect perfect. opportunity to do that. And so we put it all together and the product uh, just came out about, um, I don't know, 30 to 60 days ago. I now have some (laughs) and I'm taking it every day. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: I love it. I I've been t- I always take zinc, especially uh, during you know when there's certain colds going around or flu season as they call it. Yep,
1: uh, yep, yep, yep.
0: Or I start feeling kind of under the weather, and then vitamin D. I have gotten more into uh, in the last few years, I guess, as I've also read more research on. Uh, I mean, vitamin D being linked to pretty much every... Everything. Yeah, everything. Everything. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And especially with, you know, I had, uh, you know, um, a gut issue in the past. And there's been tons of research on that, that the people who have you know, ulcerative colitis or Crohn's or whatnot are severely deficient in vitamin D and that they've uh, done, they've done a lot of trials on that, of it, you know, reversing those diseases when, wow. when they up there. Yeah. So, fabulous. Yeah.
1: That's fabulous. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that, that, you know, people talk about chaga mushroom and, and, you know, chaga has become sort of like the king of mushrooms yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and and there's nothing it doesn't do. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, 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 hold hold on a minute. Calm down. (laughs) No, what they, what they primarily used to use chaga for was for stomach and alimentary issues. And uh, I I was like, okay. But at any rate uh, chaga is in this product. It's like two extracts in there is chaga and uh, Reishi. reishi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and so yeah, I thought, okay, there's, there's perfect. We'll put these two together in there, chaga and reishi. They both have a good immunological properties as well, reishi, especially. So it was just kind of like a perfect match for the times. Yeah, And, and, and again, it, it, it was like, you know what? I really should get back into taking vitamin D yeah. and, and zinc. And, you know, I've only been tested for a vitamin D once. And that was about, three years ago when I was down in New Zealand and oh I, I uh, went to uh, um, a doctor there. I, you know, I had uh, some eczema and I went there to talk to her about it and, and stuff like that. Well, she did a complete and total uh, um and like now
0: the thing? Yeah. yeah the yeah.
1: whole thing and then it was the nice. vitamin d as well and and uh, actually my vitamin d levels were just fine
0: fine yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely right. fine which is you know and, and i'm not surprised because my diet is really pretty good right. uh you know i mean i eat a ton of veggies i mean i'm mm-hmm. still a meat eater but i eat a ton of veggies right. i mean i mean my compost uh, bucket so to speak in my sink i mean I'm always shocked at how quickly it it fills up. I know. I I know. I mean, it's like I have to, it's like, I I use just a big mixing bowl because I've found all those other things, you know, plastic Uh, and all that. No, you know. So within a week, it is full and I have to go down there and dump it so I can bring it back. So I was like, no. So I I was, I was kind of encouraged that by that, but I thought anyway, whatever, I, I, I should be taking D regularly and I should be getting back on zinc and this zinc is that that's the other thing I learned a lot about zinc and the fact of of the difference between regular mineral zinc and the chelated zincs that they have and and I thought well wow this chelated zinc certainly some of the tests seem to show that it was a little more bioavailable all put a chelated zinc into there yeah. so we've got a chelated zinc there. I
0: was very happy to see that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so so you know it
1: was it was just kind of interesting putting that product together and and I'm really happy with it and I just think I just think it's going to be a, a a great product for people all these you know the three things in one place yeah. uh, but but anyway it was it was great to get this out there and again like I say it was something I developed for myself <laughs> <laughs>
0: selfishly you did it for yourself I know, but, I know. but now I know. everybody else can benefit from it yeah so, you know. well,
1: well I thought you know there it is it's a product for the times
0: yeah yeah we are certainly living in strange times so we are indeed yeah. but I'm glad that people are you know trying to take their health into their their own hands as much as they can you know with what knowledge they're given you oh know. my goodness yeah. well
1: i i mean it's just like what you try to do with your show i mean to bring information to people because when you look at i mean you know look rebecca going into a, a any kind of a supermarket or general market and all of those aisles in the middle is just like oh my god I know. what is in there what are people consuming it it is just horrifying
0: yeah, I mean, we kind—I of, feel like I live a little bit like in an in an echo chamber because you know, of course, the people who are listening to the podcast are probably interested in health, right? But you know, but the majority of people have no idea. You know, I was talking about with a friend. I mean, when all this, you know, COVID stuff came out, uh, I don't remember what state it was, but it was somewhere in America. They were giving out mcdonald's vouchers for people who came to get tested for COVID.
1: oh my god yeah oh my
0: god like you can't even make this stuff up like what
1: what is right i know
0: obviously it's not about health and to me because if it were about health then you would not be you know merging mcdonald's and you know Getting tested well, well, for well, a virus, absolutely.
1: You know? And look, I mean, even at all of the sort of top level normal nutritionists and all that, they know that they know. as well. Yeah. And and you know the the food pyramids that the government puts out doesn't well, have a McDonald's burger is no. there somewhere.
0: It's a joke, right? it's
1: a joke. Yeah. yeah, it is a joke. And yeah. and so one one of the the people actually that uh, we work with is called. uh um well, she, well she's called paleo mom. But oh. <laughs> she, she put mushrooms into her food triangle, which I thought was really cool. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean food triangles whatever, right? Well she made
0: her own. But yeah, I mean yeah, but but Canada I thought- is way ahead of the times with y'all's you know guide, food guidelines. I mean yeah, you know
1: what it's funny I haven't up. I haven't really seen that I don't pay much attention to these guidelines. Yeah. The well I mean I they're was... silly
0: anyways but what I'm saying they took off dairy which like you know Wow which is well, that, a big that is yeah. a
1: huge step I my God like it's not well,
0: even on there which is so so
1: what did the dairy farmers pull up outside of Parliament and dump <laughs> all their they, milk there they
0: lost their minds I'm sure. <laughs> I'm like sure they, they lost did. their minds. Yeah yeah
1: I, I know yeah. when you think of all of the advertising over the years for milk products it's like oh my yeah. goodness yeah and and you know like I can remember being raised on milk and just yeah, a funny I mean- funny sort of story my father who was uh, raised on a farm and his his parents, my grandparents, were farmers. I mean, you know, they had cows and all yeah. the rest, and they had a wonderful diet and all, all this fresh food that they yeah. grew themselves Everybody and all ate that. Fresh but them, yeah. yeah, and, and sure. but we grew up on milk, and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we had a really big family. So um, I mean, eight kids total.
0: Oh, that's so, a big family. Yeah. So, so the, milk,
1: the milk bill was quite high. Well, well, my father is just really funny because what he did is he, he, he was also kind of into health, which was interesting. Uh, yeah. I, we were, I think, the first family on the block back in the 50s that actually had a multivitamin
0: they're <laughs> like, multi what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
1: know. So he, he started stepping us down. It was like, okay, whole milk, no. Okay, next thing you know, it's 2%. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. next thing you know, it's 1%. All right. Of course, there's a little bit of rebellion because everybody was so used to whole milk. I know, milk, right? all
0: that fat. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. And then it was all of a sudden skim milk. And the next thing you know, he brought in powdered milk.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh and you're and all the kids are like what?
1: Uh, well well you know and the funny thing about it is that uh, he also jumped on the margarine bandwagon oh my too, god and all oh of a sudden god. butter was gone right right
0: oh and it was god.
1: margarine and and uh you know which which at the time everybody thought was oh this is yeah, so I healthy, know, right and, right, yeah, and then yeah. getting away from yeah. the fat milk and right. all the rest and yeah. uh, you know the one of the things that he did do which was probably good is we didn't have a lot of sugar in the house mm-hmm. that was outlawed wow. sugar sugar but of course unfortunately when you outlaw something it's like you i will would you know really yeah bakeries were my <laughs> thing right? yeah. <laughs> you like go
0: over to your friend's house and you're like do you have any cookies <laughs> that,
1: that's right one of my close friends his mother was always baking cookies and i'm uh-huh. like oh my god
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah mm-hmm. so you know don't ever do that <laughs> yeah
0: yeah like, don't no, prohibit
1: I, things right
0: i know i i see that with it with pretty much anything i you know i've had friends who who their parents were like that I, my husband's mom was a little bit like that i think that she she uh she would make them take all these different vitamins in the morning and like cod liver oil and you know just like eat all these and then his but his parents were divorced so he had this spectrum where his mom was like making quinoa and like all this oh, you know yeah. uh, like yeah. and, and he's like a teenage boy like it, starving to death because they're only eating like
1: tiny little portions and
0: and then he'd go to his dad's house and they would just be like pizza and spaghetti and you know it was like the two (laughs) two polar opposites you know oh
1: my goodness probably not getting yeah the right no probably but yeah you know. yeah that's that's so interesting or it? you
0: have friends that like like in college I, I mean this is not with health but her parents were really strict in general in high school and then she goes to college and goes a little wild you know i mean uh, the classic of kind of story yes <laughs> right? there has All to be a a nice middle ground you know i mean
1: yeah and that ultimately we sort of learned oftentimes after we get out of the parentable parental household right yeah Sometimes we have parents that you know kind of do the right thing in a way, I mean our yeah. diet was was pretty good growing up and and yeah. you know vegetables and but it was a pretty standard diet meat it was still standard vegetables.
0: american yeah, yeah right yeah absolutely yeah.
1: just just no yeah. desserts,
0: yeah, <laughs> just no sweets at all <laughs> yeah yeah
1: and and there was no breakfast cereal in the house either i know yeah, i mean yeah. we had we had oatmeal and <laughs> and it was cooked into a mush. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I I don't mind cooked oats or something like that. But when I cook them, which is rare... it will be where there's still the flake is there i love it when they're really flaky but when it goes mushy it's just like Mm. oh my god
0: well that's like a real porridge kind of thing yeah that's right it it
1: is getting to that porridge territory yeah i'm not i'm not a big porridge fan i don't think i I like porridge either yeah no no
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) but it's so interesting but do y'all call like do canadians call it porridge y'all use that word right I feel like I have a friend who's from Canada, and he called it porridge.
1: Well, uh, you know what? That's or maybe kind it's of,
0: regional. Well,
1: first of really. all, let me just say this. I mean, I have actually lived in Canada uh, as long as I have in the U.S., but I, I moved up here in
0: 83. Yeah, 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 right.
1: Yeah. So when I grew up, you know, and coming coming to Canada, there's words where I'm just like, what?
0: <laughs> True, what? I know. Like, what in,
1: in Australia, they still use porridge, I'm pretty sure. And that's I... definitely... UK, but I don't yeah. hear porridge up here. Maybe it's because my friend, often. actually, I
0: take that back. Okay. Because my friend is actually from England and her husband is from Canada, but he was calling it porridge, but it was probably, he was probably saying that because of her. That, he yeah,
1: probably picked that. it up. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> porridge I think is it's really cute though. It's weird. such a cute word. I don't know why. <laughs> well, it
1: is. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of weird when I think of porridge, you know, for me, it's really funny because sometimes with foods, If I don't like the name of the food, I don't want to eat it. (laughs) Uh,
0: Example. Example. Well, um,
1: (laughs) yeah, example. What's a good example of that? Um, God. God. Let's just see. I, I can't come up with one right away, but a porridge would be something with
0: porridge Porage is porridge know. sounds weird. Yeah. yeah that,
1: that's one of those weird kind of words, yeah. but, but really, and, and it's funny because people say what, you know, it's like, but yeah, it's like, yeah, But if the, if the word is wrong, if the name is wrong <laughs> in the food, I'm kind of like, unless, unless it's just like, okay, Oh wow. That looks delicious. But a lot of times it's the same thing. If the yeah. food looks a little bit odd. Oh Yeah. I'm like, uh, you yeah. know, and I've got friends who are like, "Oh, you got to taste this. You got to no, taste this." I'm don't like, care.
0: "Get yeah. get away from me." Yeah, no, you
1: know, no, yeah. I, I don't like the looks of this thing. I
0: know. I mean, I was like that with with mushrooms. I know. I mean, well, well, sure. I used to be. It was a texture. Like i had said it on our first episode. It was a texture thing, and I, they just kind of weirded me out. And yeah. then I had just, I had grown up thinking that. As a kid, because a lot of kids are picky anyways, right? Oh, so, yeah. So yeah. I went into my 20s also like, oh, mushrooms. And yeah. then totally changed. I went a total 360. <laughs> uh, if
1: you, I think if you asked any child, they yeah. would tell you they hate True. mushrooms. So right, slimy right. things, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, right. <laughs> Well, that's why you can just take it in
1: a, that's right. in
0: a powder. You don't even have to. You don't, you even have, don't to, have to consume
1: it at all, I or know. cook it, or anything like that. I we know. probably had the whole cooking discussion too. You know about how to cook them properly because that's so often the key.
0: I don't know. Have we talked? Did we talk about that? Well,
1: well, you know the, the the key thing is don't cook them in too cool a pan. Cook them in a hot pan because what happens if you throw them into a pan? It's not hot enough. All the water comes right out of the mushroom. And now it's sitting in a pool of water and, and it's almost like you've, you're creating a gravy or something. And so when you, you pull it out, it's like, yeah, it is slimy. And, and whereas if you cook them in a hot pan, you sear off the sides, cook them, you know, maybe a quarter of an inch thick or something, and yeah. then sear both sides if, if you can, but cook them in the hot pan for maybe at least 10 minutes. And then basically you've kind of uh, kept the water inside. The outsides are browned. They're not slimy at all. So that's one of the key things that you Mm -hmm. need to do with a mushroom is cook it in that hot pan.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs>
1: with the oil of your choice yeah <laughs> you use right oil, yeah right. Oil. i mean i've actually talked to some people and they don't even use oil
0: i've been using a splash of vegetable broth works really well
1: like, yeah 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 well yeah. i've had yeah. people say oh no we use water and i'm like okay i've never cooked with water
0: <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> well what? other
1: than making a soup or something yeah right?
0: right right but
1: uh but no i mean so so yeah that, that's really the key a hot pan if it's not hot enough and you know look those mushrooms when you put them in They're going to shrink anyway.
0: Yeah, they do. No matter
1: what, they will shrink. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) the water, uh, if it's too cool a pan, the water will come right out. And now it's sitting in a puddle.
0: (laughs) Well, that makes a lot of sense now. <laughs>
1: Unless you want to make a gravy. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I do that sometimes, or a yeah, mushroom yeah. soup, or whatever. That's yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But uh, but again, you know, in terms of putting mushrooms in anything else, it's yeah. like if you're just going to cook them up alone, hot pan. If you want to get them into a stir fry or something like that, mm-hmm. hot pan really really makes yeah. a difference.
0: Yeah. Um, so if you had to set, so the, the top mushroom for immune health then is, is reishi. Is that what you are it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. 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 That, that, you know, that not only has the beta glucans, which gives you that. And, and what's interesting because we test every one of our batches for beta glucans. So we've got mm-hmm. lots of data. It has the highest level of beta glucans of any of the mushrooms.
0: Oh, wow. Wow.
1: Yeah. Really interesting. Amazing. Chaga has some of the lowest Beta glucans because a chaga is not even a mushroom. A chaga Mm -hmm. doesn't even has you know a chaga is actually a canker It's a disease. Oh
0: god! (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) I I think we talked about that before. Yeah, well, so you you can't
1: eat eat a chaga, right? So the chaga is going to come ground up or chunks, and you make a tea or 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 something. Oh
0: my god, I totally (laughs) forgot about that. Okay, so so you don't eat. You couldn't if you saw a chaga in the wild. You couldn't take it and and. And saute and eat it.
1: Hard as a rock. Oh, wow. So it's a reishi. a reishi. is hard as wood. I mean, a is very woody, but chaga is even harder.
0: It's so dense, yeah.
1: Yeah, they, they have to cut it off the tree with an
0: axe. What?
1: Yeah, I'm not kidding because oh it's my growing it, it's It's actually it's really the something. manifestation of a disease really? where this fungus has gotten inside the tree and the tree is reacting to this fungal. Invasion. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm looking at this. And, and I now look. you
1: have this black, gnarly, Ugh. irregular thing.
0: Yeah, it's gross that's
1: there. And so it's not something that you would ever, you know. able to fry up or anything like that isn't that
0: so funny yeah the inside the outside is black and then the inside is kind of like a caramel-y cinnamon yeah yeah Yeah. exactly
1: so so it only has that Uh cinnamon area has a little bit of mycelium in there but not much so so basically the reason chaga is very low in beta glucans Mm -hmm. is because it doesn't have a lot of fungal tissue in it Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. what's there the outer black is like mostly a compound called melanin Mm-hmm. which has some um, antioxidants and things in it. And then the inner section is a uh, woody tissue that's been kind of decomposed with some mycelium in there. So, um, But it does have these triterpenoids, which is also what reishi has, which makes reishi different from all the others. And these triterpenoids are very strong compounds mm-hmm. that help with uh, the liver so they're very good for liver function, and and you know when you think about it, like oh yeah, well, liver is such an important organ, and anything yeah. that can help the liver do its work is is good. So, so both Reishi and chaga, um, you know, again, we've got when you put them together, we've still got the a, a reasonable amount of beta glucans, 25% or better, plus we have a lot of these triterpenoids. So, they right. have a really good combo to put together with the the vitamin it. D and the zinc.
0: I love it. <laughs> i love it yeah so Um, do i
1: it's my daily
0: regimen i know um uh so i've just been taking it just whenever i mean there's not do you have a specific time of when you think is best to take it or not really
1: not really no i think you can take yeah that's
0: what i've been doing Uh, okay yeah yeah yeah. it's
1: what i've been doing too
0: yeah good okay well (laughs) i trust whatever you're doing with it so well great i'm gonna put um obviously the link to this in my show notes um but thanks again for coming on. Uh, it's always a pleasure. You're oh, always man, welcome. Oh man, it's
1: been it's been great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're so much on the the same wavelength. Totally. Say, and, and so it is. It's been a pleasure talking to you.
0: Yeah. Likewise. Okie doke. Until next time. Peace and plants.
1: See you later. Thanks.
0: wasn't that another amazing episode? If you have not listened to the first episode with Jeff, be sure to check that one out. It is episode number 32 and we get into a little more depth about his background, his story, why he got interested in mushrooms, uh, and we go over all of the medicinal mushrooms, their benefits and whatnot. So, Check that one out. But I also have something very, very exciting that Jeff shared with me. I have a code for you all that will get you a free bottle of Real Mushrooms D2Z supplement. Yes, I said free. It is literally free. (laughs) So I'm going to put in the show notes uh, the link that will take you directly there. And you just use the code... Podcast D2Z. So that's podcast, P O D C A S T, D as in vitamin D, two as in the number two, and Z as in zebra. So go on there, get yourself a bottle, try it out. Let me know what you think. I myself have been taking it for a while. I love all of Real Mushrooms products, they're organic. 100% pure, and really top of the line when it comes to mushroom extracts. So check them out. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If you have enjoyed this episode, make sure to like and share. You can also subscribe to the podcast so you will be informed whenever new episodes are uploaded. And until next time, my lovely friends, peace and plants.